1: Welcome, brothers, to Season 2, Show 11 of the Brothers Journey Show. Signpost for today, ask the question, where are you? This is one of those profound questions with an even more profound answer. The answer could be in response to your physical, mental, or emotional location. We'll discuss why your answer could tell a lot about your view of life. So the signpost for today for today's show is a continuation from last week's episode where the question was posed, are you ready for the next move? As always, we'll start by giving honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my loving wife, Rita, and you brothers for traveling along this journey. Once again, thank you. Scripture reference, Genesis 3 verses 7 through 10. Then the eyes of both were open and they knew they were naked. Now, this is one of those very action-packed, very deep scriptures with a lot going on in those three verses. The takeaway for today is that once your eyes are opened and you learn just how naked or unprotected you are, your response to the question, where are you, should change. After last week's episode, I was thinking about the question of, are you ready? which led me to another question that caused an even different response depending on who, when, or where you are at the moment when the question is asked. Where are you? The meat for this episode comes from a greater a greater question that I got from the Word where God asked Adam, where are you? You know, your Bible readers know that God was calling for Adam just after he had made the ultimate mistake. I will not go into that during this episode, but that question still ring loud as you go about your journey. So, brothers, where are you? God knew then and knows now where you are. But after you have made a major mistake, the question changes due to your mindset. I think to ask where you are after that event wasn't a question of location, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, now that you have totally screwed up, where are you? I know, I know about being lost. You know, I've been lost several times, many times, you know, whether it was driving, you know, before the days of the GPS and the map, or just, you know, just trying to figure it out on my own, you know, it's very easy to get turned around. And I've also made some decisions that if I was asked that question at the time, where are you? I didn't have a appropriate response. But usually if you stick to your search and not lose your cool, you'll find your way back. Sometimes you have to break man code and ask for directions, but ultimately you will find your way. I say whatever you're, you know, whoever's riding with me, you know, along, if we're in a car and we seem to be lost, my response is as long as we got gas, we're never lost. We're just taking the scenic route. So the type of loss that Adam faced and really what I want to get to today is those decisions that you made or make and the result of those decisions where you find yourself way off course, way away from the truth, good judgment, or just plain wrong to where you are totally lost. Sometimes you can discover that your actions have caused you to be out there or on your own and your way back could seem impossible. I can remember when my nephew was sentenced for a crime, you know, he went to the court and went through the trial and pleaded, you know, pleaded mercy for his mistake or asked for mercy for his mistake. The judge took offense to him categorizing his crime as a mistake. He said putting too much salt on your steak is a mistake. What you did was an intentional act. Although stupid, it was way more than just a mistake. And I don't disagree with his analogy. It was just his delivery and the severity of the situation that made that comment so harsh. We used to say back in the day, sometimes we get stuck on stupid or we had a visit to stupidville, but that could be that is based on our actions or reactions to that situation. The task for the journey today is to inspire you to ask yourself your current mental and emotional location. Hopefully, once you understand the gravity of the situation and even more the impact of your response, you'll start the process of preparing your location or realizing your location, which in turn could prepare your response to that profound question. Understand that sometimes life events can happen which are outside of your control and you will find yourself, could find yourself in a deep, dark, less than pleasant location. It's okay to realize where you are, and please, brothers, please, brothers, ask for help. Where are you? The question also comes with additional factors that impact your response. By that, I mean when you consider your start or the start of the man of color in, in America. Your starting line was a whole lot further back, probably uphill, probably had a few hurdles, and the other people in the race got a serious head start. While putting together the show, it opened my eyes to some really, really shock, shocking statistics. For example, in the education system in America, I, I learned that tracking begins as early as the eighth day of kindergarten. We know children enter kindergarten with a wide range of experiences from full-time private daycare to, for those that who could afford it all the way to having, you know, big mama or the girl next door take care of your children's which could mean a day in front of the TV, very little social, academic, or physical activity or interaction. Most educators are aware that girls mature faster than boys and have different learning styles, but most don't alter their teaching styles to accommodate that difference in the boys. Research shows that if a child fails a grade in grammar school, the odds are 70% likely that that child will not graduate from high school couple of facts to show what I'm saying. Black boys are more likely to be placed in special education. While it is true that black boys often arrive in kindergarten with an an inherent disadvantage, they continue that behind the eight ball mentality as their school careers progress. Black boys are more than likely than any other group to be placed in special education. And also the simple fact that during those t- kindergarten through 12th grade, pre- the teachers are predominantly white women. Although they're qualified and there to teach, they lack a connection with the black boys. Black boys are not reading at an adequate level. Reading is only one of those pieces to the puzzle, but it is a foundational one to show where your academic um, level is. Punishment for black boys are even more harsh when it comes to school. So brothers, where are you in the classroom? Probably an appropriate response after reading all this behind the eight ball. So we have to help our young men change the narrative. Brothers, where are you in your relationship? Not to turn this episode into a stats that will teach us all about the plight of the black man, but some of the stats are obvious in America Black people come in the bottom of the marriage category and when it comes to divorce rate, we are equal to our white brothers, but because they outpace us in marriage, that stat is a little off. When asked where are you at home, most brothers can't say, I'm at home with my wife and kids. The reasons are plentiful as to why we are have so low home ownership rates which by far is one, way, one of the easiest ways to build generational wealth. The numbers of brothers in the home have been on a constant decline for years. For example, in 1920, 90% of the black men were in the home. By 1960, down to 80%. And by 1994, the number was 38% of black men were in the home with their families. I would like to hope that that number has improved, but there was no stats out there to show where we are actually right now could be even worse. We know having a place to call home builds stability for the children, and it gives them a sense of community, which can go well far into reducing the crime. Another question I want you to ponder, brothers. Brothers, where are you at the bank? One of the stats I found was that black men on average earn about $900 per week compared to $1,200 for everyone else. Another question for you, where are you on Sunday morning? Don't tune me out when it comes to that. And I understand that if you have a job making some good money and you're required to work on Sunday, you have to do what you got to do. But you also have to put in the work to take care of your priorities. When it comes to sports, Although we dominate the NFL and the NBA, but when you look at professional sports, professional athletes at a whole, as a whole, black male and female only make up 7.2%, which is behind the white and Latino. That number is even lower when you look at the earnings of a professional athlete. When you look at the top 10, we do pretty good. Thanks, thanks to Michael Jordan, Tiger, Floyd Mayweather, and LeBron James. But that scale, you know, is not is still skewed when you look at the other sports being soccer and golf that dominate the earnings for those individuals. Of course, the real question is, when asked where are you on Sunday morning, unfortunately, church is not usually a place where you find the brothers. We won't even discuss that in this episode. We're going to dedicate a total episode to that. But I was pleased to know we're not totally left out of the church move, but we do have a lot of moves, a lot room for improvement. So brothers, where are you? Another stat I found, more brothers, of course, are in prison than college. Ninety percent, ninety five percent of the brothers in prison can't read beyond the sixth grade. They've never had a chance to graduate high school. I don't want to turn this into another one of those statistics. But one thing I learned about statistics when I was in school, you can make stats say or paint any kind of picture you want. And unfortunately, the people that lead these statistical categories probably paint the picture to where when we look at it, we can see what they want us to see. So as the song goes, started from the bottom, but now we're here. So I think we've made some great strides but we can change the narrative if we continue on our journey to help ourselves. So regardless to where your stat line or how you line up, you can make that change one brother at a time. And it's like MJ saying, you can start with the man in the mirror. All right, brothers, I'm going to stay true to my purpose. You know, I've always come on and try to encourage you and give you some information, some tips. So here's five ways to help you find yourself when you get lost. One, learn to trust God in yourself. Take the time to search for what is lost. Two, learn the resources you have and put them to work to help you find your location. Three, understand the lesson that you're receiving is for you, but not just you alone. It is for someone else. Learn to truly listen to that inner voice, your internal spirit, and then depend on trusted individuals ask for help. Please ask for help. Number five, enjoy the journey if possible, and but know that the trouble will be over soon. Brothers, where are you? All right, my brothers, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. We'll continue the journey forward and hang on to the ride for the next level. In closing, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to yourself, your loved ones, and especially God. This is Brother Steve encouraging you to ask for wisdom, seek knowledge, and build understanding. Thank you for your time and attention. Until next time, peace.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brother's Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. I hope you were inspired and encouraged to put in the work for next-level living. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue the journey. Tell your homeboys to join the journey to the next level. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Brother Steve.